This is the Tag to F podcast, show number seven. Hi, and welcome to the Tag to F podcast. This is a platform to share, learn, teach, and inspire. Join us as we think big, play to win, while finding balance and expanding possibilities. Thank you for joining us. Here are your hosts, Nikki, Lizzie, and Gina. And we're back. Hello. Hello. Hi. How's everybody? Don't answer that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So so we found that we've kind of been talking a lot in the beginning, and we decided that we're going to pair things back a little bit to streamline information for you. So we're going to open today with, in one word, how are you feeling today, Gina? Mer. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for choosing automatopoeia. Is that what it is? <laughs> An bang. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> what is is it onomatopoeia or what is this when a when a, a it's not a word but it's a sound? I don't know. You're looking. I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, well we'll figure it out later. <laughs> so you're feeling mer. Okay, Lizzie. One word. Um drained. Mm. Ooh. How about you, Nikki? Uh that's that's <laughs> a similar it's a similar it word it's a great tip top <laughs> actually that's not my word my word is overwhelmed oh okay. yeah and so in, in in one word what are you willing to feel to get the most out of today's show to convert some of that mer <laughs> what am i willing to feel yeah, what are you willing to explore as a possibility for you today for this podcast? You should see this face. I know it. <laughs> In one word, huh? Mm. Uh, pass. Oh, we're coming back to you. We're coming back to me. Open. Open. Yeah. Okay. Um, interested. Hmm. Okay. I'm ex- uh, excited. Cool. Are you though? To learn. <laughs> That was three words. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on it. Okay. <laughs> well, it feels good. Yeah. Okay. So just acknowledging how we're feeling right now and yeah. where, we're pl- where, where we're planning or trying to go. Um, okay. So we all have our own books. Yeah. And uh, today, I think I'm going to start us off. Start it up, Nick. With part two of The Energy of Money, A Spiritual Guide to Financial and Personal Fulfillment by... Maria Nemeth, PhD, and uh, I was reading very rapidly and very excitedly today because um, I got to the good parts. I got to the good parts of this book, and I'm super glad I chose it. Couldn't put it down? I couldn't put it down. I read for many hours. Many hours. (laughs) (laughs) Many hours. (laughs) Many hours of reading. You sounded like Eddie there. Uh What? Many hours. Um, and so uh, there, there was a lot of information, and I feel like it's probably too much to talk about in the amount of time we have. But it's about to flood out of you. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with some key takeaways from this book, and uh, so here it goes. Number one: uh, decide to forgive in your heart and thank the brain chatter for continuing to bitch while kindly reminding yourself that you have. Forgiven. I wrote this at 6 a.m. I don't know what this you means. You know, I like that. That's, <laughs> uh, yeah, I want you to like say it. Can too. you say it again? I am going to say it again. Uh, decide to forgive in your heart any transgressions of people who have maybe shaped your idea of money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And thank the brain chatter for continuing to bitch about it while kindly reminding yourself that, no, thank you for acknowledging that, but I've forgiven this person for what they've said. So the nice. example in the book was something like, my my mother was never very good with money, and I am upset that she didn't teach me mm. how to use money. So what you're really doing is blaming other people yep. for your issues, right? Nice, yeah. Okay. So, so the, it kind of goes back to that old adage of like, uh, well, 
you blame everything on your parents. Like, okay, yeah. well, you're an adult now. Yeah. So you yeah. have the ability, yeah. the opportunity to make your own choices and to shape them shape yourself differently Absolutely. is she appreciating the brain chatter because without the chatter it wouldn't call to attention mm -hmm. the reason you need to take that example and move on she in talks a way. about brain chatter a lot and it's she like refers to it as it. monkey mind do you mm -hmm. remember that from yeah absolutely oh my gosh she says monkey mind i probably read that <laughs> I'd say close to 18 times today. Oh, drinking game. it was really getting... Was, <laughs> just my kidding. monkey mind was going, does she have to keep using the word monkey mind? Can she just, <laughs> can she just put MM or something like that? A little monkey like filing its nails in your brain going, I, all right, wait, I get it. <laughs> Smoking a stogie. Moving right along. And moving right along. So number two, by aligning your goals with your standards of integrity and life's intentions, you will experience more ease in reaching your goals. So less drag. Why are you laughing? Is that funny? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. And the bras are off. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. That's why I'm laughing. I don't know what it is about podcasting that makes me want to remove it's my freedom, brazier. man. <laughs> it's, it's calling back to the bygone era of uh, women's rights. Yeah. Like, you know? I'm talking about stuff that one time we weren't talking books. about. I'm going to take my bra off. Yeah. Mine's so, still on. <laughs> so what do you guys think about that? I love that. I That's like that. Yeah. If you align what you're shooting for with your standards of integrity and what you actually want, you're yeah. going to reach your goals easier. Mm -hmm. I mean, that proof is in the pudding. That is so good. Because how often do we shoot for things that we don't actually, aren't really aligned with mm -hmm. what we really want? You know, sometimes it's hard to dissect that when you're in your own mind. Absolutely. That's why she's saying to figure out your standards of integrity and your intentions and goals mm -hmm. before you start trying to forge a path toward what you want. Because mm -hmm. what you really want might not be what you think you want. You may think you want a brand new Volkswagen something or other car, but what you actually want is something, I don't know, something completely it's different. It's a Volvo estate. It's something that's good on gas mileage or, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay. Three, action brings the undifferentiated energy into physical reality. Action brings the undifferentiated energy, energy of money. Of money. Think of money. Into. Or any energy in general. So undifferentiated energy is airy, unspecific thought world where there's no form to... Um, so I I have this wish this 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 thought that I'd like to be I'd like to be wealthy and sit on a beach. That's undifferentiated. That's not a specific. Right. That's yeah. So action is the only thing that's going to bring it into the physical. Right. Thinking about it, you can think about it till the cows come home. Oh boy. But it's, you didn't do your push-ups. Yep. Pot you can't like potential. Bleh. Like yeah. who whatever, you have potential. You could do nothing with it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you it's could blame your parents. Knowledge. You could be like, you know, I'm not going to do this. I would like to do this. But my parents were like this. Ego, I'm not able to. I think that's like the exact example. One yeah. of the exact examples. And that's the monkey mind. If only my parents had made had done this, then I wouldn't have been raised like this. And then, then I could do that. Right. Yeah. So by using action, that's how you break through to the physical reality instead of the world of thought. Right. I love how your book, my book as well, not sure about Lizzie's, really these are universal yeah, thoughts. Yeah, mine's mm -hmm. very similar to that. It's That's not a... just about yeah. money. Mm -hmm. It's just specifically talking about money in these particular books. But there I are know. exercises for it's life. energy in general. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I think it's super interesting because, you know, I think, I don't know if you guys thought this too, but when we started talking about doing money chat I was like, oh, I need to do this. But I was one of those, you know, I don't know how I work with money. Like you're like just how do, like what? you were happy ignoring. No, 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 no. I actually don't ignore, but I'm like, what, what do I need to do? How can I do this? How is this going to work <clears throat> so that I stay on track and motivated? And what, like I, I am budget motivated. So if I need, if I need to do something, I will save for that. I've always been like that. And mm -hmm. like, you know, when I was a kid, I used to do every single babysitting job um, to yeah. afford to do the thing I wanted to do. If I want to go traveling, I'd afford to do it. Mm -hmm. um, these days, 
I hadn't for a while had like a specific hand deadline in a way. Got it. Oh. And so I'm like, all right, well, no reason tell to me, be concerned with it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, well, when we're and doesn't that apply tell me to when everything? we're going to do this? And then it's like, well, if you haven't got a deadline, it was so much easier to be diligent with like, like being physically fit when I knew my wedding was coming. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, there's nothing. Yeah, it wasn't there's store. no deadline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, back to so um, this is just a, a quick little thought that that popped out as I was reading. That the undifferentiated energy, the 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 levels that we go through, so feelings or thoughts, think of them as the lowest level of making things happen. Mm-hmm. Those lead to ideas, which yeah. lead to intentions, mm-hmm. which lead to goals. And the goals met in physical reality is the only thing that actually really matters. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't say that in the book, but that's kind of, mm-hmm. you're never going to see the results or the fruits of your labor. Because in a way, what's the point of all the other stuff? If yeah, it's just thought. It's like it's like having all the ingredients to make a recipe. You know what else it's like, and then they go bad because you haven't made the dish. Or remember, you walk into the grocery store and you buy the grapes, so you're cool with buying cookies or crackers or whatever mm, else. Yeah. I remember that because yeah. you already felt like you ate the grapes. You already felt like yeah. that satisfaction. Yeah. Did you have something that connected in your book, G? Oh. No, no, not quite. Okay. Five, respect the monkey mind chatter mm. in mm. your thoughts. It's a primitive filtering system designed to keep you safe. Example, no one is going to die from public embarrassment, but the monkey mind does not know the difference between a predator and a person judging you. Hmm. Good point. Yeah. Wow. That was like a super <clears throat> wow for me. Yeah. Super wow. Super wow. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Isn't that, isn't that a really interesting thing to think about, though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things in your primitive mind are working to keep you alive. But where we are now in life, we, we, don't, need to, we don't need to fear being eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. Right. To me, <clears throat> I've spent a lot of my years, and I'm, I feel like I'm coming out of it, walking like on a tightrope in between like... What's real fashionable these days? Slacklining. <laughs> so cool walking on a tightrope between that primitive feeling and the reality like and it it still gets confusing even though obviously I know I'm not going to get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger but I'm just saying like that oh that fear mm, that fear and then it's not a big deal but the line to me is very thin Mm -hmm. am I making any sense absolutely yeah yeah like last night I was asked to speak in front of a group of people at my aunt's birthday party. Mm. And they were like, oh, Nikki, go and um, get everybody to sing happy birthday on the microphone. And yeah, and maybe, and we were thinking maybe you could speak. And I'm thinking, well, why didn't you tell me ahead of time? Yeah. Yeah. You're the theater arts major. You, you can do it, right? And I'm like, okay. I mean, do they, they do know that in theater you'd, you prepare. Prepare. Yeah. It's literally a script. And then I said to myself, you know what? I've been I've been podcasting. I've been just saying what I think lately, and I'm just going to go up and do it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I didn't end up getting a chance to do it anyway because someone grabbed the microphone and was like, we're going to say happy birthday. I was like, okay, so I'm out. <laughs> okay, bye. But, but I was, you fought through that quick I did. Like, I was little like, snippet of fear and was like, it's really not as big of a deal as not. that gut reaction, that internal. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's funny. Yeah. Okay, number six. Miracles occur when something happens outside of our own structure of knowing. Opportunity, the combination of opportunity and willingness to stretch is Mm. what actually makes miracles happen. Mm. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I just totally agree with that. I I don't know about, I mean, miracle is quite a a big word, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure that it does happen, but just personally, every time I put myself out there, a little bit more than I feel like I is comfortable. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before in, yeah. in past episodes that I'm happily surprised and, and excelling. You, you build your self-confidence, self-efficacy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. Okay, number seven. To efficiently use money energy, we must clear blocks and seal leaks. And it's interesting because you just said something, Lizzie, that made me think of this. Trying to earn more 
money instead of correctly using what we already have. Mm -hmm. That is an instinct a lot of people do. Mm. But until she uses the the example of balancing your checkbook to the penny. You know, I so I completely agree that our books there is such a underlying similarity with all of this, really. Yeah. Because that plugging leaks thing, I think, you know, I'd certainly I think no matter how much you're bringing in, you can do something with it. Like you can always save, even if it's just tiny little things. All right. So, yes, I think plugging leaks. And it's kind of proving to yourself that you can manage what you've got. Mm-hmm. You know, so it... Capable it, and culpable. Mm-hmm. Okay. shirt. Number eight. Number eight? Yeah, that was number seven. I have 12. I'm moving fast. Is that too much? No. Not at all. Oh. <laughs> Number eight, incomplete money business will siphon your money energy. Incomplete? Mm-hmm. So there's a list on page 228, including an inventory of things from balancing your checkbook to um, getting adequate insurances and mm. revocable living trust or revocable. I always Revocable, I think, but that might be the British. Okay. The living trust. Mm-hmm. fixing these leaks to channel the energy in your conduit okay and there's mm-hmm. a whole list on 228 of things i hadn't even thought of you know um where you're spending a little extra money on starbucks every day mm-hmm. and you didn't realize or doing fancy meals more often than you have budgeted for because you know you just do right we wrote ours down once just i wrote what i was spending and eddie wrote what he was spending mm-hmm. and then and that's what she encourages yeah and it was interesting and although like, oh my god my problem was <laughs> from the get-go i just stopped i i was just already correcting which isn't the point you're supposed to do it just you know to record what you're currently doing mm-hmm. and i was oh, automatically like, oh, trying I'm, to put spend i'm gonna less. stop doing this so i'm not gonna put it on the list yeah and it was, I know. was it still surprising? No, I didn't oh. spend that much because I can be real thrifty when I want to be. I just need to do it. Uh, Number nine? Yeah, but I'm just wondering if we need to go through all 12. I think that's too many takeaways. I'm going to skip some. Sometimes the size of the obstacles in the way of our goals are a reflection of the grandeur of your worthy goal. Mm, mm-hmm. Don't assume obstacles are invalidations of your goal. Keep pushing. And sometimes mm-hmm. the bigger the obstacle, the the better the end result. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so good? Mm-hmm. I was just, I'm reading this today and I'm going, oh, my God. I'm trying to scribble things down. And So does that kind of mean like if someone's like, hey, I need a sign of whether I should be doing this or not. And then an obstacle comes and people maybe go, oh, all right, cool. It's a bad That's omen. a sign. When actually it's like, no, push through. Yep. Oh, I've, I had one of those recently. Oh. Yeah, with the building thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, so there, I had this building that I was considering purchasing for my business. And at first, it was like the universe was pointing to all these reasons why I should. <clears throat> but I really think that it was bigger than that. And it was meant to get me thinking more mm-hmm. about the possibility, the end result. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so being able to recognize that and push through that and not. I don't know. Maybe that's not quite what you mean, but that's... No, that is. Yeah. It I is. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then... <laughs> they're all good, so I'm just going to read them. <laughs> Do it. Hold on to your goals, but be flexible in your plans to attain them. Yeah. So don't be married to, it's going to happen this way. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. life's going to throw curves at you. That's called expectations not being met. Yep. So hold on to the goal. Yeah. And just reassess. Mm-hmm. and And then that leads to being interdependent with people to help you but i'll talk about that in just a second number 11 be clear on where you stand financially period just be clear i always think that's interesting because mm-hmm. i would i would consider myself not great with money in some ways because i don't have much but then when you but list, yeah when i you know s- exactly what i spend when it comes to i know what's coming out of my account right. i don't have any surprises and, that happen and your debt like, I I check my online banking constantly. Yeah. So actually, I'm pretty good. Well, and honestly, we don't, I think. In some ways. In general, we don't 
talk about money very often. I mean, it's kind of like none of your business how much money somebody else has or, you know what I mean? So it's not something that's talked about. But when you think about generalizations, I might not be rolling in the dough, but if you look at my debt to income ratio and the fact that my business has been in the black since Mm -hmm. year one, basically, Mm -hmm. and things like that, then you go, oh, not rolling in dough, but in the no. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Bumper sticker. Wow, that's 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 two or three already today. Uh, a shirt, a bumper sticker, oh. <laughs> and a meme. <laughs> okay, and number 12. Choose interdependence over going it alone. Support and collaboration can help you reach goals and overcome obstacles. I know, isn't it? I'm sorry, my arms, you can't see me, but my arms are completely up in the air and outstretched because isn't that what we're flipping doing? Yeah. And how often she she goes into... The one you were so excited about talking today. I know. She goes in (laughs) so much detail about how there's a lot of pride associated with asking for help. Mm -hmm. And you're going to save yourself so much time if you think of interdependence as something good instead of something showing weakness. I have been so afraid to talk about so many different things. Yeah. And the more I talk, the freer I feel. Mm -hmm. It's transformative. Yes. There's... There is a small quote and a short anecdote I'm going to read, and then I'm going to let Gina go. When you ask another person for his support, you are actually giving him a gift. You are generously allowing the person to make a significant contribution in your life. By working together, you each benefit. His act of generosity comes full circle when you let him know the difference he has made. Mm-hmm. So good, huh? I love it. And then I just have to read an anecdote about her aunt, Anna. It will take one minute, and then it's all you, Gina. I'm good. I'm I remember. This. I remember visiting my great aunt Anna at the retirement home her first week there. Now there was a woman, 95 years old, sharp as a tack, and used to taking care of herself. She hated being at the home, but she was blind in one eye and too frail to be alone. She looked dismal. I sat down beside her and listened to her complain. This was not her old, dyed-in-the-wool, gutsy socialist self. And all of a sudden, I said to her, stop this, Aunt Anna. You're beginning to sound like an old woman. (laughs) There was a pause. We both started laughing. She began to perk up immediately, and the gleam came back to her good eye. (laughs) (laughs) Then she became serious for a moment. Honey, she said, I believe you've just saved my life. That moment will be with me forever. Aunt Anna gave me a gift by responding to me in that way. She let me know I had helped. Aww. Right? I love it. I love it too. Are you gonna cry? <laughs> Maybe. And isn't that so sweet? I love elderly people. I do too. Stop <laughs> with an Anna and a glimmering eye. A glimmering oh. eye. <laughs> My grandma was blind. Okay. <laughs> I have not been well. Oh, I cried like a baby when I read this today. Yeah. I was sitting on the couch next to my husband who's watching football and looking at his <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> were, you, were you keeping it to yourself? Of course. <laughs> okay. So that. anyway, uh, I have some homework for everybody. Find a coach, support partner in crime, or mentor. 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 I need a mentor. <laughs> let, me, let me say that again. Find a coach, support partner in crime, or mentor to refine and accomplish your goal. This person is someone who demonstrates ruthless compassion in reminding you of your promises. Nice. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. I like it. Marie and the meth. There was so much information in this book. The energy of money. So I was finishing up uh, the second half of my book, Prince Charming Isn't Coming, How Women Get Smart About Money by Barbara Stanley. There are some some good nuggets in the second half of this book. Nuggets? Yeah. So I'm just going to go through a few of them. Chapter six. Oh, did, is, you, did you have a workbook? Was yours a write-in? Of, there were some write-ins oh, at the end of the chapters. Yeah. I wish I had that in mine. Yeah. There's some, need, good, some good stuff. It should have been a freaking textbook, mine. There was so much mm. info. Hey, you should uh, let her know What's that. What's a write-in? Maybe that she could supplement a workbook. Um, different exercises like in chapter five 
there was an exercise. Um, you just were supposed to write the first thing that oh, came to your mind. Oh, literally you're writing. Yeah. You put written. Yeah. So the, the first one on, on, this, on this exercise was my mother felt money was, and then whatever the first mm. thing that comes to your mind. Awesome. My father felt money was. Blank. Growing up, I considered money to be. Blank. So, yeah. Wow. It goes back Interesting. In. I love that. Yeah. That. Uh, th- we talked about it on the last podcast, mm-hmm. actually, because this was the last chapter, and I, I learned something about myself just by doing this. There's like 12 questions here, and it was like, oh. Was that the only part you write in, or were there a lot of exercises in your book? There was a few. A few. There was like maybe three or four. Okay. There's one coming up that we can talk about. Not write in necessarily, but like checkoffs. Okay. I had a lot of that, but they didn't. my book didn't provide the... Framework, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the one thing I did like about this because I think Uh a lot of people would find it helpful Uh just to personalize it because there's a lot of generalizations. Um, But chapter six, the title of chapter six is the realization number four, there are no secrets. And it talks a little bit about myths of financial secrets, but the part that I really liked was um, the words to the wise she goes on to say it's it's not a definitive list, but the words to the wise most often mentioned during the interviews that she would have with people about money can be summed up in the following seven tenets. So this is kind of a structure of how to listen to yourself and move forward in the process of learning about money. Okay. Okay. And she's calling it the seven tenets. She's not calling it the seven tenets. They just are seven tenets. Okay. I call it the words to the wise. All right. Trust your intuition. Okay. Learn from your mistakes. Go slow. Start small. Invest regularly. Diversify broadly. And know what you're buying. So I'll go through those a little bit slower. Okay. Trust your intuition. The really valuable thing is intuition, Albert said. Like never underestimate that gut feeling mm-hmm. that gut reaction okay. about how you feel about something okay. so that's number one and you kind of talked a little bit about that uh-huh but it was trying to ignore some of the chatter in your mind mm-hmm. and stick with your your standards your ideals okay yeah um learn from your mistakes some of these so don't repeat yep don't once, once you once you learn a lesson, mm-hmm. chalk that up. Go slow. Be not afraid of going slow. Be only afraid of standing still. I like that. That's like a body check-in That's, from my book. Really? That makes sense to me on that because going slow is surely, you're not being impulsive. You're, you're going, okay, what am I doing and why? And then you're moving forward. And you're, yeah, you're still moving in that mm-hmm. forward trajectory. Correct. You're just not throwing things in your basket and and going for it. I heard a quote recently that said, smart business people make choices and change their mind infrequently. They decide something and they decide it fully and they change their mind infrequently so they're not bouncing all around. Yeah. So that's kind of like going slow and mm-hmm. waiting for the outcome. Yeah. To and happen. also knowing your standards because if you have a your kind of framework of what you're about, then it's an easy decision to make when you're faced with a new thing. Yes. You can go, well, is that going to work with what I'm currently doing? <laughs> we're, we're hijacking your book, G. All good. <laughs> All good stuff. This also, is what it's really about. In, when, you're, when you're going slow, too, you're not trying to shortcut the process by mm-hmm. finding a quick fix for your money. Oh, this guy says if I give him $25,000 to invest, I'll double my money in a year. Mm-hmm. That's not going slow. Well, it talks a, a little bit about that mm-hmm. later on risk okay start small invest regularly and diversify broadly aka don't put all your eggs in one basket was that all one mm-hmm. okay start small invest mm-hmm. regularly diversify broadly they have apps for that hmm. i'm intrigued by the eggs in the basket thing because you could also mm-hmm alternatively to putting all your eggs in one basket, what if you're taking all your eggs and you're just throwing them? <laughs> you know, then you've got smashed eggs. So you want to be putting them in multiple baskets. Hence, safe. hence the next one. Oh. oh. Know what you're buying. <gasps> Never invest in an idea you can't illustrate with a crayon. <laughs> 
interesting. <laughs> Whoa, what yeah. would be something that that seems like it cuts off a lot of a very thin line you couldn't draw with a crayon? <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, what kind of what kind of things could you invest in that? I mean, there's a lot of complicated things you can invest in. What is she is she saying? What to stay away from? Or nope, just just to know what you're buying. Just be Don't very be, clear. Read right. the fine yep. print. Yep. Okay. Don't just throw your eggs and let them fall. Of the wolves. Yeah. <laughs> know what you're buying. Okay. So that was the seven tenants. I think that was the seven tenants. Then we were talking about risk and her point with that. Don't think of risk as loss. Because I think a lot of people automatically go, oh, there's a risk. That I'm going to lose. That I'm going to lose. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Uh, risk is not another word for loss. In truth, the worst financial risk we can take is, is doing not nothing. doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what, what? I don't know why this just came to mind. It's completely, well, not completely off topic. I saw a, some kind of quote from Jay-Z recently that said, if you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. Just thought I'd throw that in there. That's kind of an interesting. I'm like, damn. All right. Ain't that the truth? Interesting. And I'm like, that really makes actual. But then I'm like, well, what if you buy two? Do you have to be able to afford four or just one more? (laughs) Nugget number three is Nikki will like this because it's a it's a work through. Should I see a financial planner? So there's a questionnaire in here that asks you a series of 17 questions. Like a flow chart? Like if you answer yes to this. No, it's not a flow chart. It's just, just, it's, it, do you get a score? Read this list and check any statements that describe your situation. If any of these apply to you, you're see a good a candidate financial. for a financial planning mm, Oh, I'd like advice. I'd like to do that. Who wouldn't? Yeah, you may. Who wouldn't need see to see may. a financial What about if you planner? can't afford to have a financial planner? You know what I mean? Huh. Because what does that look like? If you can't afford to have a financial planner, you need one even more? No, it just number 13 that, says I want oh, to that's make a, a tagline. But that's true. That's a good tagline. If you can't afford a financial planner. I mean, can planner, you not afford it? Can, can you can you afford not to? Yeah. Can you a few? Okay. Yeah. Um, my spouse uh, and I constantly argue about what to do with our money, so we end up doing nothing. Oh. I don't have insurance, or I don't know if I have enough. Okay. I have a list like this in my book. How funny. Do you? Yep. Not surprised. You. I have all my money in a savings account. Oh. I keep trying to learn about money, but I can't seem to get anywhere. I mean, there, there's <laughs> well, all keep sorts trying. Of, there's <laughs> all sorts of different ones. If anybody's interested, this is on page 160. You could take... This is like, you, you might be a redneck wheels. if. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of magazines you where it's like... You might need a financial planner if... Is your husband a sexual deviant? <laughs> I mean, I'm just oh. thinking magazines. Hmm. Interesting segue. <laughs> they do yeah. have articles like that. Which which vibrator is for me? Like, <laughs> all right, cool. Magazine, don't, you're not, no. I'm not going to fill this out in the dental office. <laughs> because someone else already has. Yeah. Hey, this kind of goes back to something in your book. This is Live, my, laugh, love. Live, laugh, mm-hmm. love. Um, just book? talk about it. Huh? Just talk about it. Talk about what? Money. Just talk about it. Here we As are. simple as that. Yep. I like that. Yep. Even though money is considered a private matter, mm-hmm. nothing could be more damaging to our financial health than this no talk rule. Absolutely. That's unspoken. You know, just a side note, my husband and I, we talk about money a lot. That's and, great. Um, he asked me about a few uh, things that are debts that I see as minor debts. Some of them are personal to me that I came into the marriage i was gonna say wedding with that came into the (laughs) wedding was a debt too just different levels of importance or like weight and i put it all on paper because i felt like i wasn't honoring his wish to actually Mm. know because that was my debt from before and i was like well i'm handling it i'm paying it but he wants us to be on the same page Mm -hmm. so i put everything on paper one morning while he was sleeping after a a late night shift and i was like here now you can see it on paper it doesn't have to be taboo because now it's all out in the open i mean i have a student loan and he has no student loan debt because, I, I mean, I've always been honest. I just have never been super transparent until mm-hmm. now. Just like, here you go. Well, I will leave you with the final nugget from this nugget. book. And this is kind of a recap of Chapter 10. I'm talking about power. Power. Something happens when a woman becomes financially responsible. Mm. She becomes powerful. 
She has the means to affect change, to really make a difference in areas of life that matter to her most. And when an economically independent woman joins with other smart women, they wield tremendous social, economical, and political clout. Together, women can become the driving force that will actually transform the world and ultimately heal the planet. Make it a better place. Boom. My drop. That's great. <laughs> I Book like drop. that. Whoa. Book drop. Book drop. That was great. Cool. That's a great. Is that the, is that the end, end, end is that of the, it? Is that the final word? Like, is that how she finishes? Dude, that's my final word. <laughs> uh, no, she, she, yes, basically. That's cool. Nikki, wow. you would like this. I didn't much talk about this, but at the end of every chapter, there are, there's like a to-do list of things that yeah, you can do. I love lists. Yeah, and it's like, check out check out this, call this, like mm, each one. Okay. So like for the chapter 10, check out Women's Donors Network, a nonprofit organization and philanthropic community oh. that unites powerful visionary women who are committed to affecting lasting fundamental change. But I mean, there's so much of that. Wow. I can't get into all of it. Yeah. But just know that that's in there. If you're a person that likes that, it gives you not necessarily challenges, but just opportunity to call and resources really for you to get started with your wherever you're headed in your financial quest. That is very cool. Yeah. I so like it. Prince Charming isn't coming. How Women Get Smart About Money. Barbara Stanley. Yeah. Sounds like it was a pretty easy read, too. Yeah. Yeah. It was an easy read. It was an easy read. I and I got a lot more out of the second part of it for mm. some reason. Right. I think it got a little bit more into. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it well because you were saying that at the beginning you found it harder to get into because maybe the things that it was suggesting to get into you already were. So do you think maybe the second half was more work that would that was your current kind of okay thing or Radical was it just honesty. that it was uh huh. <clears throat> perhaps it's because I did a lot more skimming and and oh well I I f- I kind of focused in on the parts of it that really spoke to me and that right. I liked as right. opposed hmm. to taking it all in oh my gosh I forgot to tell you guys something I learned two days ago that I really wanted to share I should have shared in the beginning but Bill Gates reads 150 uh, pages an hour what <laughs> He, there's a documentary on um, Netflix all about Bill Gates. I got halfway through it and I had to go to bed, but 150 pages it's- an hour. His assistant fills his bag with like 12 or 14 books every week. And if he's traveling, it's even, it's more, it's more books. He reads more than that. Is wow. he a computer? Yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact. Does he retain any of said 150 words per hour? They said 90% retention. Wow. His, his well, friend, his best test? friend said this. How are they testing that? Well, when they all spoke about his reading habits, they said it's absolutely incredible because he'll read a book in half the time you took to read it and he'll know way more about the subject than anybody mm. else in the room. Mm, wow. I mean, he's just, just a very, very yeah. intelligent and he's probably trained himself over the years. He's mm-hmm. hungry for information. And so I timed myself with my reading. <laughs> the best I did this week was 40 pages an hour. <laughs> so, That's good though. It was pretty good. And then it went down to the 36 and then it went down to 27. <laughs> That's more tired you got. Um, different, <laughs> reading at different times of the day. And when the book asks you to pause a lot and you have a lot of distractions, mm-hmm. I keep the timer going. It's like, you don't have to be distracted. You don't have to keep your phone on, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> you don't have to get your dog from barking at the neighbors. I know. <laughs> I like that. I want, That's cool. So I have some uh, Bill Gates goals. Gates goals. Hashtag Gates goals. So, yeah. I'm definitely not a Bill Gates. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> I'm not a Bill Gates. I don't read like that. But... What I do... Shush! <laughs> I'm telling a story. <laughs> um, I definitely turn pages down. So my book, The Art of Money by Barry Tesla. Um, looking back at, you know, what I was reading, all of our books I've, we've read, I've turned down pages to kind of, you know, go back to things, pages that I found were, found were poignant, messages or things I just wanted to, you know, do some more research on. This book is the one I've put turned down the most pages to go back through, oh. which then makes it pretty tricky to then synopsize. 
This um, is a one. You know what I really enjoyed about it. So I think what I'm going to do is pretty much pull from it um, to kind of finish out, you know, what I thought of it, but just really recommend that people should read it because I found it was exactly what it said it was going to be. So she really focuses on it being um, about yourself and you know money is a part of it it's a big part of it it's a money it's a book about money but mm-hmm. it's the way it's our thought processes and our things that we've got ourselves focused on or the things that our parents have kind of trained us almost to think about money which then can connect to all different other things and priorities and you know whether it be you Say, for example, my husband, um, if he gets called and his work says, hey, can you cover the shift tomorrow? I don't think I've maybe one time he's he's not done it. He's not been able to. And usually it's because we're either out of the country or we've had a plan, you know, it's a wedding or something where he just can't. He just can't. Otherwise, I've never seen him. Otherwise, he always feels like it. Always. Now, is that because justifies yeah 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 is that because of his need to make money or just his need not to turn down money? i think it's a combination but i think the overarching theme is he doesn't want to turn down the amount he could make the opportunity and i totally do respect that and understand yeah. that and you know luckily one of us one of us is like that <laughs> but um i found this book was incredible at really kind of breaking down the thought process of why we may have certain beliefs and and um routines without money where they come from yeah where they come from and what you can do to tweak them and you know really recognize which ones are healthy things and which ones are beneficial things to you but also recognize when something a way of thinking about money maybe isn't the healthiest way and you know being able to recognize that Yeah. yeah so for example it does talk about the money like the the money date so the money date is... I love that idea. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. And she does focus... So Barry Tesla does focus on... Because it's, communi- it's about communication. And, you know, she absolutely points out that whether it be, you know, a relationship with a parent or a friend or your partner or your husband, wife, whatever, if you're in a partnership that involves, you know, yourself and someone else and money, discussing... And I really... <laughs> It, I, I don't want to use the word love language because that's it's, the book isn't about love language. But in some respects, that is a focus. You know, one person's way of feeling safe with money is not another person's. Mm. So mm-hmm. I, I certainly found myself when she would, you know, recommend really taking a kind of step back when you were prioritizing what you needed more, the money or the break. It was a giant thing for me. Like we went to Maui. Aloha. Um, (laughs) We went to Maui and it was only when we were coming back that I kind of really clicked, you know, how beneficial the trip had been. My husband, you know, his state of mind was completely different. He'd been exercising regularly when we were away. Um, You know, he couldn't go to work when we were away. So he didn't then feel... It's not even an obligation. It's just he didn't feel he didn't have any pressure for himself to be making there was nothing to, there was nothing being missed yeah no he op- wasn't just sitting no at op- home so he could spend or working time doing something that yeah. just fulfilled that part of and him replenished energy and then yeah. coming back you know you can use that energy that you've replenished to go forward feeling a lot more positive and a lot more rejuvenated and you know so... i certainly found going back to work and you know my jobs are not difficult or stressful really but man, I felt so good when I came back. I felt like empowered to actually, you know, plan your next vacation. I could think straight. <laughs> I just could think straight. Yeah. So Barry Tesler. Yeah. She is a proponent of brain break, a rejuvenation yes. type so opportunity. Checking in with yourself often when it comes to money decisions. So that's a big thing for her is um you like know, motivation when, or well what whenever you're kind of whatever your money kind of glitch is so whether you're in a store and you just blindly put stuff in your basket and then feel terrible or guilty when you're starting to check out but you still go through with it 
she encourages a body check-in at that point for example you would stand there for a minute just think inside yourself as opposed to being on the outside really consider whether the things are actually going to make you feel good they're in your basket if they are then don't let yourself feel guilty for getting them. Like, if it's get in those purchases, you know? Mm-hmm. Just, it better make you feel Yeah. <laughs> and, and then if, you know, you need to realize, okay, I'm trying to cover something up by buying these 10 things that I don't mm. need, and that's why I'm feeling bad, okay. go ahead and put them back. But take that second to really recognize what the feeling is, what the emotion is, where it stems from. Give yourself time to process it. You know, you actually also do kind of like a ritual, and bookkeeping things that you know you set everything out and you make it into something which is an enjoyable task i found i found a couple of things quite cringy only because it wasn't my kind of language that i would explain or describe like stroke, stroke someone stroking my hair where i did math kind of thing and i'd be like get off me but actually I like that it was she pretty much just narrowed it down to hey you whatever makes you feel in control and good do that you know one thing was like you know one of my clients you know put a feather of an eagle in a thing and burn a candle and incense and da 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 and i was like all right Mm. okay (laughs) but she also said some people you know do totally different things her husband does everything one way and she hates that way for her there's no right or wrong way the book also points out you know specific things that say a financial planner does which is super interesting like I know it sounds crazy, but like I would never Google what is the difference between a financial <laughs> advisor and a, a bookkeeper. <laughs> like I wouldn't, but I'm reading the book and I'm like, damn, that's interesting. All right, cool. And she definitely highlights that no matter what you earn or owe, you can always do the same thing as someone with heck of money. So I you remember know. you saying that. Really, yeah. That yeah. It's not. It's not always necessarily about how do I make more money. It's about how to manage my money yes. better. And just recognize. That's exactly what was reflected in what I read. It's super empowering. What? Really is. Do you recommend this book to mm. anyone other than your husband? I honestly, <laughs> honestly, I do recommend it to everyone. Why? Um, because. Good answer. The approach. <laughs> because, just do it. The approach is very approachable does that sound stupid no 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 it's um what's the word up for interpretation she is she's Mm -hmm. not she throughout the book points out that you can be a farmer a wealthy business person male female have mountains of money have no money be a very wealthy person who has no money because every time they bring in money they spend that money Mm. um or a person who doesn't earn much but is super smart with their money already that just needs to kind of work on a few things it's universal it is and it reminds she reminds you often of you know little things you can do so for example you know when encouraging bookkeeping and also not pushing any one style she says you know bookkeeping can make you spot things like i think she said money leaks is the phrase you know, I didn't realize that I had an Amazon membership that I never use. Or I didn't realize that, you that know. reminds me I need to cancel my emails membership. That's e-mails. the thing. You know, there's tons of stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a great membership if you actually use it. That's the thing. You know, <laughs> a lot of us do that. Twenty nine ninety nine a month. And the only way you can cancel is by calling. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you actually have to interface with an, uh, an human. Yes. With an human. Yes. An human. <laughs> an human. So that will save me $30 a month. That's the thing. And then, you know, you could put that straight into savings. And, I'll put it or in my you Paris could, you know, fund. use it for something. Yes. So. Who do you not recommend this book to? Um, Who wouldn't be turned on by this book? I mean, I'm pretty sure Eddie will find it. My husband will find it difficult. And he probably will fight me on reading the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So. So no one named Eddie. I mean, <laughs> think people who love absolute cold statistics and no frou-frou i know i don't mean i don't mean frou-frou i mean like no softness if people want to be bullied Mm -hmm. don't read this book because it isn't bullying it's very coddling to a degree i don't say really coddling it's not making you feel like you're a great person no matter what you do because i didn't come out of it feeling oh i don't want to do this or yeah i didn't feel like oh what i'm doing is okay Mm -hmm. everything's fine i don't need this book then in that case 
she gave me just tools to So they're not giving forward. you any black and white, this is how you do it. Like, yeah. And some people do not like that. Yeah. They want some people want... They want a complete yeah. like, key. Check this. Do exactly. this. Do that. And there okay. is checklists. There is, you know, things to follow. But it's a lot more loose in the sense that she's like, do this, but find your technique for this. There's people that are like that just period in general. And then there's people that are like that with certain subject matter. I guess... <laughs> The way I think it's for everyone is that I feel like everyone can benefit from it, whether they are, whether it just shows them how they're doing a great job with what they're doing or whether it makes them think about the way they think about money differently. Mm. That's what made, that's what benefited me. I came back from my vacation. Think about the way they think about money. Refreshed because of the vacation, but also not feeling like guilty for my current position. I felt empowered and ready to move on. Yeah. Nice. All right. So then that leaves us to really soon. We're about to choose a new book. But first, we get to do some interviews with some folks. We have uh, someone coming up next time. Her name is Faye Fatina Salfiti, and she's a dear friend, and she is a business owner. Mm -hmm. She's a dancer. She's a choreographer, and she's just a superhuman woman and a massage therapist now right she did just graduate with her certification she yep. is certified massage therapist is she gonna yeah. come and work with us no oh dang no. it i think no. i already asked you that yeah i wish Faye. she has her own building she'll probably be doing it out of her oh own, yeah she, her she's own. very successful and very passionate and very clued into self betterment and 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 she's she's a seeker of personal development and she's been going to some seminars and traveling across states for experiences she's also um, super straight talker and a badass oh my gosh she's one of the funniest people she's amazing yeah sometimes i just go on facebook whose idea was it to look at her page i don't know gina 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 so uh, she'll be coming soon, and um, we're super excited to have her. In the meantime, subscribe on iTunes, leave a comment about your favorite personal development books, and share with someone you know. Form a mastermind. Bye. Bye. Bye.